Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast here on NewWorkRevolution.com. This is your host, Brandon Allen, and the New Work Revolution podcast is for leaders and business owners and managers who are looking to take their leadership game to the next level. And I want to thank you guys for joining me today. I want to talk a little bit about accountability as that is such an important piece to the leadership journey. How do we get accountability right? How do we hold people accountable? What does that look like? And one of the things that I want us to be aware of and really beware of uh, more than even being aware of it is beware of the but. And the but occurs at the very moment that you are communicating with a team member and you're talking with them about a specific issue that's going on at work and they acknowledge what you have to say. So they acknowledge it, which you think, oh, hey, that's great. They're acknowledging what I have to say. They're in agreement with what I have to say. But then they say something that's tricky. They say, you know what? I know that I was late and that I need to be on time for work. But, and then in, you know, fill in your uh, circumstance that was outside of your control. And here's the thing. A lot of times when people talk about this stuff, those sorts of external circumstances are going to seem like legitimate external circumstances. Someone's going to say, but... Uh, there was a really bad car accident on the freeway, or uh, there was a uh, you know a dog that got hit by a car, and I had to rescue it, or whatever. Right? I mean, there's there's some legitimate sounding uh, excuses, but the minute that someone uses the word "but," you can completely throw their personal accountability out the window. So when we talk about accountability, I want to define accountability so that we're all speaking the same language. And the best way that I can define accountability is by using the Merriam-Webster definition of accountability, and that is the quality or state of being accountable. And I, I don't know if you're like me, but when I hear definitions like that, I'm like, that's not really helpful, right? The quality or state of being accountable, thank you. Especially an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. An obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's action. I like where that's going. That's pretty clear to me. That makes sense. And if I want to really move beyond this, and and I've got to listen for subtle cues if I'm doing coaching. So uh, what I want to do is talk through a couple of thoughts that I'm going to bring forth not only in a keynote that I'm giving next month, but this is a workshop that I'm going to do for 2018. And it's going to be around coaching. And I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, hey, how do I get into this space of asking good questions and really diving into the meat of where someone's at and really using those kinds of powerful conversations as a catalyst to move people's career forward? This is one of those areas that is so critical. And the first thing that I need to do as a leader and this is going to be really hard because we're leaders. Remove our ego from these situations. If I want to get past the but, I've got to remove my ego from the situation. And the problem with the ego is that as a leader, I think I have the situation all figured out. 
And when I have the situation all figured out, guess what else I have? I have all the answers for this particular person's problems. What I don't want to do, though, is to assume that I know 100% where someone's at and why they're there. Stephen Covey said this in The Seven Habits. He said, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Such powerful advice. But when we let our ego get in the way of this scenario, then we don't get to the seek first to understand because all we're trying to do is be understood. And as a leader, if all I'm doing in a conversation is trying to be understood, I'm missing another dimension of that conversation that could lead to powerful change in outcomes. So when I, when I put my own ego into a situation, I become overly prescriptive to someone's situation. And I say, hey, John, you're late for work. And here's what you can do about this. Here's why I bet you're late. Here's the situation. And I, and I give them a solution to their problem. Now, the problem with that is, is that I don't know if that's going to work or not. Does that fit John's style? Is that really getting to the root of what John's problem is? Well, if I don't have that conversation with him, I don't really know what the real root of the issue is. And I think a lot of times we avoid this conversation in some regards because we don't want to hear excuses. We don't have time for excuses. We don't want to hear excuses. But really, if I want to get to the heart of where someone's heart is, I need to ask them this question and I need to open the space for someone to bring excuses to the table. It's only through them bringing excuses that I can really get to the meat of where their head's at and where their heart is. And if I know that, we can help create real change together. Now, I can't do it all by myself, but I can assist you in that change process. But it's got to come from me sitting back and saying, you know what, in these situations, I don't have all the answers, which is okay. Because the reality is we aren't the expert on other people's lives. We're the expert on our own lives. My expectation is that someone else will be an expert in their lives. And if they want me to be an expert in their life, we're both screwed. And I know sometimes people say, look, Brandon, this is a cop-out. That's a bullshit cop-out that coaches use when they don't want to take responsibility or accountability for really helping someone and creating transformation. I would say that the opposite is true. I would say that, look, I'm removing my ego from a situation by thinking that I can fix someone's problem without them being an active participant in the solution to the problem. And a lot of that's going to have to be driven from the other person because they're the ones that have to live with the decisions that they make. Someone once told me in a workshop, boy, it's really easy being you. And I swear to God, this... uh, (laughs) This specific uh, phrase, I, I still have to make a t-shirt or a mug or something out of this because I, I, I loved how this person was just so raw and so vulnerable by saying, you know, it's easy being you. And, and here's why I don't just tell someone what to do, whether I'm coaching them or working with an employee, because I don't have to live with the decisions that I make. They've got to live with that and they've got to feel pretty darn good about it if they're going to move forward in a powerful way. The only way I can get there is if I remove my ego and say, you know what, I'm not here to fix people. I'm here to be a vessel for uncovery and discovery so that they can decide what the best answer for them is. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't give them tools, that I won't help offer support and insight based on my own personal experience to help them get there. But ultimately, they're going to have to do that. So I got to remove my ego 
uh, in these situations if I'm going to be really good at the second thing, which is listening. Listening is a lost art, isn't it? And I, I think about this situation, and when I think about listening, I think about times where I wasn't listened to or funny instances where listening was missing from a conversation. And uh, one, of, uh, you know, one of my favorite movies when I was, when I was a teenager um, you know, in, in high school was, was the Wayne's World movies. I love the Wayne's World skit from Saturday Night Live. And, and when, in Wayne's World 2... They uh, have an opportunity. They're putting together Wayne's World. Wayne and Garth are putting together kind of a charity concert in their city. I believe it's Aurora, Illinois, if I'm not mistaken. And they're putting together this benefit concert. And they go on this radio show, the Handsome Dan radio show. And they're doing an interview with Handsome Dan. And the whole time that they're talking, it's very apparent that Handsome Dan is not listening to them. He just keeps saying, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Over and over and over again. It's it's hilarious, and they realize after a little bit that he is not listening to them. I'm going to show the clip. I'm going to put the clip on the show notes. If you go to NewYorkRevolution.com, you go to the show page, um, and if you click on blog and podcast, it'll pop up. Um, go there. You can check this out. So, um, but and but in real life, I mean that's a that's a fake example, right? In a movie, that's funny because we've all experienced this. When I was a leader. In the corporate world, my boss's boss used to take us out to lunch. We'd go get coffee, and he'd want to talk and connect with us about how things were going. Hey, really great, right? I love that. When I started talking to this person, though, he would do this thing. He had this interesting tick, and he would do this. He would go, right, 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 right. And he would say it over and over and over again. And it kind of weirded me out because I'm talking, and the whole time I'm talking, He's saying, right, 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 over and over again. I finally, I, I asked my boss, I'm like, man, what is the deal with that? Why does he do that? It's so distracting. I don't get it. And my boss said, you know what? What he's doing is holding his place for his thoughts. He's got something he wants to say to you, and he's pretending like he's listening to you, but the whole time he's just holding place for the thought that he's got coming next. And look, I can't be a good listener, in this case. And I realized right then that this person wasn't listening to me. And it reminded me of that Wayne's World scene in Wayne's World 2 where they're in the radio interview. I felt like that as an employee. I felt like this person's not really listening to me because their agenda is clouding up our ability to have a powerful conversation. If we want to listen, we have to listen without agenda. So if I think I already know why someone's not being accountable or, or why someone's uh, underperforming in a certain area, I'm going to bring that agenda to it. And what's the agenda that we bring to it? This person doesn't care very much. This person's not very smart. This person just doesn't get it. This person uh, could be trained over and over again, and they're still not going to do any, any better. Uh, this person just uh, is not committed to doing a great job. These are just some of the examples that we create. We bring that agenda into the conversation. And as soon as I have that listening of this person, I have robbed that conversation of true power because I'm listening with a tainted ear. And I don't want to listen with a tainted ear because when I'm listening with an agenda, I miss subtle things. And I want to take it back to this whole idea of beware of the butt. If I have an agenda, if my ego's in the way, I miss what's really going on here. And if someone says, Brandon, I know this is an issue, but I heard what you said, but as soon as they use the but, guess what? 
Everything that they just said up to that point, throw it out. It's, it's worthless. It doesn't matter. Everything they just said before the bot, done. Doesn't matter because they just illustrated by using the bot that they don't believe what they just said. They're now preparing themselves to step right into victimhood with the scenario. Hey, I would have got this done, but Tom from my office is not adhering to certain policies. He's being very disruptive and distracting, and that's why I didn't get my work done. I want to be aware of the but because as soon as the but comes, number one, no accountability has been taken. That person has just told you that, hey, what you're saying in theory makes sense. However, it doesn't apply to me in this situation. But I want someone to take total accountability and ownership. And that's really difficult for us to do. Let's get into the mind of total accountability and ownership. And I know this is hard because I have business owners and leaders that I coach on a regular basis who have a hard time doing things like setting objectives, setting values, defining a mission. And the reason why they don't do these things is because they don't want to be held to the standard that they're throwing out there. They know that they have to be accountable now to this standard that they've set and they would like to do anything but be accountable to that specific standard. So instead, they don't do anything or say anything because if I don't set a goal, I can't disappoint myself or my team when we don't reach the goal. That's how pervasive taking total accountability, uh, the, the issue of taking total accountability is. That's how difficult it is. We have people that I work with that are high performers who still don't want that level of accountability. But total accountability is about recognizing a situation and really taking full ownership. And as soon as we deflect a little bit of that ownership somewhere else, we have robbed ourselves of the ability to take complete ownership in that situation and move forward. I can't recognize that issue, though, if my ego is in the way and I refuse to listen because I have my own agenda about what I think is going on. And so how do we respond to this? How do we respond to a lack of total accountability in this situation? Well, number one, as soon as I recognize it, I like to ask a simple question. Hey, Joe, I heard you say, hey, I know I was late, but this happened to you. But hey, Joe, tell me, uh, tell me why you're uncomfortable with taking full accountability or responsibility for this situation. And hey, Joe, talk to me about your goals and what would it look like for you professionally and how you're perceived in, in our office if you take full responsibility with this and you're on time consistently? What would that look like for other people? And hey, Joe, let me ask you this. Regardless of what your reasons are, does you being late affect other people in a negative way? And in what ways does that impact other people? And now, see, I'm starting to ask questions that allow this person to see that, you know what, it's bigger than me. It has another more impact than me, and I've got to really do my best to do what I can do to get to my job on time or, or my whatever it is on time. When I speak at an event, I got to be on time for the event. No one's going to, you know, I can't roll in 15 minutes late and be like, oh, you know what, traffic. No one cares about that. They're all waiting for me. I'm wasting their time. And I could say, look, I was late, but... This happened, and it seems legit. Or I could say, you know what? It's really important that I be on time for these reasons. I want to give myself more than enough time 
to make sure that I'm on time. That way I can take total accountability. And if I'm still falling short of being on time, I need to own that in that particular situation. That's taking true accountability. But as soon as someone throws in the butt in any situation, they have just told you that, you know what, I am not interested in taking total accountability. In fact, I don't even believe that it's my fault. And as soon as someone says that it's not their fault or they don't have responsibility for this situation, no transformation can occur. We cannot create transformation in situations where people don't acknowledge and recognize that there's a situation that needs to be rectified or changed or done differently. It's impossible to change someone who is in that space. So think about what you're doing with accountability. Think about your own listening. Think about how as a leader, I know this is hard, how do we remove our ego from these conversations and situations so we can listen for what people are really saying? Because in the end, there's things that people say, but there's also things that people aren't saying. And I want to get to the bottom of both of those things if I want to be a leader that creates true accountability in my own office. I want to thank everyone for listening this week. If you found the show helpful, if you know other people who would benefit from this, please share it with them. And hey, do me a favor, go to iTunes, rate the show. Uh, Any help and support that you give there is much appreciated. And again, go to the show notes. I'll post the Wayne's World clip and some other things for you there as well. So again, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution podcast on newworkrevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.